You are listening to 94.9 Radio Western, and this is another episode of Outlook with myself, Brian, and my sister here. Yeah. Hello, everybody. It's Carrie. And this is uh, our fifth episode already, and our third guest, which is <laughs> great. I didn't expect to have so many guests so soon, so that's great. Yeah, it's not always going to be quite like that, maybe, but we're the point is to have guests, so we're going to keep looking for more. Absolutely. So we would like to introduce our longtime friend uh, twenty of 20 years now. Eric Burgraff is joining us today on the show. Say yeah. hi. Thanks for having me. It's, it's a real pleasure to be here. Yeah, we had you on our Ketchup on Pancakes podcast there. Um, that's on SoundCloud uh, a couple weeks or months ago, I guess. It just aired a couple weeks ago. That was fun. Uh, longer talk. This time we have a little less time, but that's okay. Um yeah, glad you're here, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. So, but this is Outlook, uh, and um, basically the underlying theme of Outlook is our participation in the Canadian Federation of the Blind, and uh, that would be where you come in, right, Eric? I have a couple of positions in the Canadian Federation of the Blind. I'm second vice president of. The okay, sorry about that. There was a. False, well, false alarm. Fire alarm going off here, so we thought we had to evacuate, and uh, apparently that's not the case. So hopefully we'll be we'll be on a, uh, back a to our show. Um, <laughs> Where were we? Yeah. It so, happens. Um, I'm serving as the uh, second vice president of the Canadian Federation of the Blind, and I'm also chairing the steering committee for Ontario issues at CFP. So that's a lot of responsibility, huh? It is a fair amount of responsibility, but I have a great team, so I feel pretty confident, and we're growing, and we're being successful doing what we uh, what we set out to do. So, yeah, because we've we mentioned before that the main inspiration for this show is our involvement with the Canadian Federation of the Blind over the past year or so now, and wanted to bring Eric in today because he's the he's the one who got us involved in the first place, and definitely takes on a lot with this, and. Um, it's very much appreciated, so we wanted to have him on today to discuss that, and we will spend most of the show talking about that, but we might want to, do we want to quickly mention... Where we all were this past... Or do we want to, or do we want to tell people exactly what the CFB is, and why we went to all these different yeah, places? Yeah, maybe start there. Alright. So, uh, the... The Canadian Federation of the Blind is the only organization there are, there are lots of organizations of the blind and for the blind in Canada, <laughs> but the Canadian Federation of the Blind is proud to be the only organization that truly believes in the full capacity of every blind person uh, to participate fully as first-class citizens in society with equal, on equal terms with, with the sighted. And that is, that's a big deal. It's really, really, uh, it's not in any of our uh, makeup unfortunately and when we start actually looking at what it takes to do that to fulfill that mandate um, we we realize that it is it is a terrible amount of work but it's very fulfilling and um, very rewarding work certainly it's not profitable but it's very fulfilling and very rewarding so the Canadian Federation of the Blind knows that blindness is not the characteristic that defines you or your future and every day we raise expectations for blind people because low expectations are the real obstacles between blind people in our dreams you can live the life you want blindness is not what holds you back 
That's good to know, right, Brian? Yeah, very, <laughs> very um, informative hmm. summary of what the Canadian Federation of the Blind is is really all about. At the uh, when it comes down to the philosophies that we stand by as an organization, and Eric had a great point there about not being for profit and all of these like the you know there's a difference between the the major corporations or organizations like the Canadian National Institute for the Blind and the Canadian Federation of the Blind and our our model does not not uh, depend on tons of money we try to do as much as we can with a little bit of money because you know that's well especially here in Ontario because we've just kind of started up over the past year but no, money does make the world go around, okay? Yeah, you, you need money send, to do, do yeah. things, for no, sure. No, if you, if you want to send people to conventions all over the place, and if you w- want to engage uh, politicians where they live, you know, if you have to go to Toronto to have a, a pol- political seminar, if you, there's, there's, there's things that money can do, uh, but money cannot buy respect, money cannot buy happiness, money cannot buy fulfillment. And so when we have messages uh, from large organizations for the blind that tell us that the only way that blind people have hope is for you to donate money to them, uh, then we have a major serious problem. So um, we definitely appreciate what everybody does in in the Federation and outside of the Federation to help us raise money to do the things that we do. But our hope comes from our skills and our training and our passion and determination, not from, from money. So, Yeah, and getting away from the whole feeling that you have that you are, you know, just to be pitied and, um, you know, Baby s- yeah, it's looked at as more of a charity, yeah. the charity model versus the Canadian, the CFB, which is the it's a grassroots sort of movement. In in two thousand and nine, the CBC did an article on begging in Toronto, and they found out that uh, that a, a a talented beggar could make one hundred and fifty dollars a day on begging on the streets of Toronto, which I did the math at 48 weeks a year or something, <laughs> and it came out to, I don't know, $42,000 a year or $45,000 a year tax-free hmm. or something. It isn't, I mean, it's not, it, you could you could actually make a living at it if you're good at it. <laughs> um, but, you know, the article definitely made the point, and it, it said, I, the quote was something like, if you, uh, if you beg then you have to leave your pride at the door and you know we in order to uh in order to have first class citizenship we can't leave our pride at the door uh first class citizens don't have to do that so um we have uh very very excellent ways of raising money uh to do our our mandate that don't involve specifically going out on the street and and asking you for money um, or calling you on the phone and harping you to see if we can get your pocket change. So um, whenever you see us out on the street, um, you know, we had a a charity barbecue all run by blind people the other day, which was very successful, put together here by our own Brian Kajewski. And uh, blind people did all the barbecuing and served all the food and took all the money and it was, and people had never seen that before. So this is, it's it's a small thing, but it's blind people raising expectations, and you can see how low the expectations kind of are. Mm-hmm. When you you know a blind person could never use a barbecue. Well, mm-hmm. we yeah, so many blind people that hear about that are like, what? I've never I've never done that before. Is that how's that possible? Kind of thing. Even blind people think that you know, which shows shows the low expectations that have been put out there. 
sort of demonstrates even by that. us it's the, the messages that come through and that we grow up with that we see in society that sort of become ingrained in us and it's hard to fight against that at some at a certain point yeah uh, so an organizing organization like cfb is great because it does sort of none of us are doing this alone so that really helps and yeah we see how successful um, others are and we strive to be successful in our own lives so but um yeah so that's basically what the cfb is and i mean there's a lot to say but um yeah it's hard to compress it all into a half hour <laughs> um we also do have if like maybe I'll promote that at the end. Actually, I was just going to mention that Eric was on our podcast recently. I just sort of hinted but, at it. But yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll mention that at the end. We are on SoundCloud. But anyway, so you, you mentioned you know raising money to send people to conventions. So this year, 2018, we um, we went to well, two of us in here went to two of them, and Eric joined us for the first. Yeah, one. so we all went to the national CFB convention in Victoria. All three of us went like there. In the spring, and then. Carrie and I, which we've mentioned on the show before, we're at the NFB convention in Orlando, which it's the same organization, but it's just the, in the U.S., the National Federation so of the Blind. So much bigger. Yeah, much our, larger. Our, the, the, the principles and the layout of our organization, the Canadian Federation of the Blind, are very closely modeled after the National Federation of the Blind. And when you see the track record of success that that organization has, it is astounding. And if, if we are in that spot in 55 years, <laughs> uh, after the CFB has been a thing for about 20, um, and it's starting to expand now, but, you yeah, know. it's funny. It's been around CFB here in Canada pretty much as long as we've known each other, Eric, and you never, you know, had back then knew Yeah, it just isn't. That. It's starting to get promoted more, and having it expand into Ontario is helping with it getting more well-known. Yeah. But it's, it's really important to go to these conventions because you, 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 you know, the, one of the po most powerful things that we're doing right now in CFB is we're educating people. Because we've identified that all of us are ingrained with these low expectations. Um, and so we have history books. We have the politics of blindness. We have walking alone and marching together. We have the 75-year uh, NFB book. Um, you know, the, we, have, we have multitudinous writings all over the place. Um, and we just we need to educate people. But the conventions are where a lot of that education and empowerment stuff happens. And when you see 2,000 or 3,000 blind people um, all powering around a hotel and just taking it over and making it their own, it is, an, it is an amazing, impressive thing to see. And that alone is worth the price of admission. And that's what you wanted us to see um, when you guys, when we were sent to the um, Orlando. Orlando convention, um, thanks to the CFB here in Canada. You'd been several times, multiple I've times. I've been one before. time, yeah. Oh, just one. one. Yeah. Why do I keep no, thinking? Because I've been to state conventions too. So. Right, right, okay. Yeah, so you lived in the States for a while there and you were part of um, the NFB in a way that Brian and I haven't, haven't been. Um, so when we got to go to um, the convention, it was just, it's a whole different thing. You know, we're in the U.S. and, uh, of course, I have my thoughts on that country right now. But it's just great to see the, the citizens and, you know, the, the, the blind citizens and how they're, how they're taking things on. And, and that was great to see. And thanks for that. And, uh, and it, is, it is really something you can't, no matter how, I t 
how hard I tried to explain to someone what it was like, you really have to experience it yourself yeah, at I a convention. I think I'd to, recommend anybody go. To have an idea. Really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like some, in some cases, sighted people just as much as blind people, right? It's because in it's, Vegas next year. Sounds like a good time yeah. to go, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so we do, it's worth mentioning that the Canadian Federation of the Blind does send people, that we do sponsor people to go to our own national convention and the uh, NFB national convention, um, but we don't just pick them randomly, so if uh, if you are interested or you know someone who is interested in learning about the raising expectations for the blind, um, it's the best thing you can do is get involved with the Canadian Federation of the Blind because we will only send people who are willing to bring back something, um, whether it's just their enthusiasm or um, discovery of a new talent or uh, you know a way to uh, enhance an old a talent that you already had or something we're we're looking for people to bring something back to the organization so the best thing you can do is get involved right now if you're looking at what can you maybe do for uh, 2019 so but really the thing about the CFB is that we all those who run it are blind um, right Eric so and we all have a say kind of Um, it is an entirely grassroots and fully democratic organization it is not a cooperative organization it is a Mm -hmm. democratic organization Um, so only blind people can run for office only blind people can vote and only blind people can uh, create policy for the organization if you're cited um, you're welcome to support us and there are many ways you can do that um, there are many who d- there are many who do. There are many who do, um, and we we support our supporters as well. Um, so there are a lot of contributions you can make, but you cannot govern the organization because it is an organization of the blind. And so, there's uh, your difference. Yeah, yeah. So the three of us here are in the steering committee of Ontario, which I am the treasurer, Carrie's secretary, and Eric is chair. And then we've actually recently elected a vice chair. That's right. We mentioned we're expanding, so mm-hmm. welcome, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're going to so have our first great. executive meeting tonight, it looks like, so um, it's it's good to have Patrick on board. He's going to be an asset. And we do our conference calls because Ontario is such a big place, um, so we have our next meeting um, provincially. It's on Saturday. We had to alter that a bit because of where we just were, right? That's right. Yeah, so maybe let's touch on that a little bit. We're speaking with Eric Burgraff here today on Outlook, the chair for the... Canadian Federation of the Blind, Ontario, is it chapter, division, or... Um, we'll call it a steering affiliate? committee right now, okay. because yeah, uh, yeah. the, you know, yeah, so we'll call it a steering committee for right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we, we've we been to those conventions, as we said, um, but this past um, weekend, or end of week, uh, found me and Brian heading to Toronto um, for the National Braille Conference, um, which is held by the CNIB, Canadian National Institute for the Blind. And you, Eric, where were you? I was in Buffalo in New York State attending the convention of the NFB of New York State. And why was it important that you went there? Um, it, why it was important that I went there is to make connections with the National Federation of the Blind and to bring back um, you know, contacts and skills and um, and and people who can help our organization. I certainly did that. 
but I also had the opportunity to speak on behalf of the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Oh, good. And so thanks to Mike Robinson for that. It was really a pleasure to do that. And, I uh, haven't had a chance really to catch up on all he all he got up yeah. over there. So yeah, me neither. I wanted to save some of it for the show today. Right, to find it's new out, to us, just like any listeners who might be listening listening in here. But um, so yeah, it was basically a good cross border um, you know, connection to be made, and it's because it was a close state that you went to that one in particular, right? Just well, and it's not only that they have an at large chapter. Okay. So we subscribed, and now we're members of their at-large chapter. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, they have, they have their programming that they run, uh, leadership seminars. Uh, they have something called Bell Academy Training, which yeah. is for children. It's basically a Braille course for children, but it's more than that. It's much, much more than that. It's like, um, like a summer camp, an opportunity camp for blind children that... It is based on Braille and the structured discovery model of uh, rehabilitation. And so it's getting children out doing things that you would never, might never get an experience of. And we're going to either, well, we're probably going to try and send people there. So if you know blind children, um, you know, especially people who wouldn't get an experience, um, we're we're definitely looking for those opportunities, but more importantly, we're looking to bring that back here, and uh, leadership uh, leadership training connections with legislators and politicians, um, in different approaches to service delivery. So uh, yeah, it was it was a hectic couple of days. Yeah, you got <laughs> yeah, a lot fit into lot. just a couple of days there. It sounds like. No, the connections that we're making there are outstanding. Uh, there's there are fantastic people, and uh, we we're hoping that we can connect them with other people here who have those types of skills, so that they can get the um, the, the the knowledge they need to put their expertise to work. Right. I mean, we don't want to go in too much into what we where we were. I mean, this is talking to Eric. This this yeah, episode, for sure. We'll but, we'll um, discuss the Braille conference more in depth next Monday on Outlook. But because I mean, yeah, it would have been interesting it, to attend that uh, convention. It but, is. Uh, it is. I, Definitely noticed a different style of of conference or yeah, meeting of, of that, people guess, going to a, the CNIB conference, which I haven't actually ever been before, and haven't really been super involved with the CF C or sorry with the CNIB since I was a bit younger. Yeah. So it was interesting to see, but it definitely just didn't feel. <laughs> it, you still, we still, I still made some great connections and met some really, really great people there. Mm-hmm. So enough. Nothing against that, but it just doesn't doesn't have the same organization. Doesn't feel the same yeah, as yeah. far as independence goes. You're surprised that it's that it's not more organized. Uh, really, real agendas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was one issue Carrie and I went through where we got we got to the the conference and they gave us bag uh, tote bags, but there were print programs. There was a pen and a print and a pen. program. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, come on, so, guys. There were sighted people at that conference. There were, you know, you know, Braille teachers and and you know, EAs and parents, you know, but whatever. Like, like make more of an effort. Like, yeah, yeah pretend so, that it's like, or at least you would that, hope that it's going to be more yeah, blind people. Think or, that you're serving more blind you know. people and a f- you know, a few sighted people. I'll tell right? you a hilarious story. We walked. Uh, there were four of us in our party, and we walked into the restaurant and sat down at the restaurant in the hotel. And uh, they very hurriedly rushed up and gave us a stack of Braille menus, and they started handing them out, and they handed one out to Michelle, who's our sighted person oh. that was there with us, and she's like, 
Can, it's the opposite situation. We know how it feels there. Yeah. It's the yeah. first time a sighted person's ever been given a braille menu, but it, turnabout <laughs> is fair play, and she was an excellent sport about it. But mm-hmm. th- I, we've all been in that position so many times where we've sat down and asked for a braille menu or braille directions or something that we can actually use, and been told, well, "I don't think we have that," and so it was just funny. Yeah. Wow. I bet you had a bunch of those kind of experiences, but um. Yeah, so these conventions are really great, and um, I'm glad we... I'd I'd like to ask more about this to you, Eric, but I'm not sure, you know, with the time we have left, what we should um, focus on. Is there anything else that happened in particular that you want to... Yeah, you know, um, we... It's... I I can't even... I don't have time to really run down all Mm -hmm. all of the contacts that we made. (laughs) Um, But, you know, more of this stuff will come out. And, you know, we're getting really, really ahead of ourselves when we start thinking about Bell Academy and leadership seminars and stuff. Which is that... That's your thing, right? We just get ramped up, right? Giant plans and, you know, you get all... Yeah, you want to do so much. And after being at the conventions in the the U.S. where it is so developed and, yeah, yeah. it gives you that energy, but you also have to realize that these things take a lot of time and, you know, we're just... Yeah, so I mean, ultimately, there there's so much time and planning that goes in. But you know what? Um, as things we, you know, I, I I have good ideas that I can start now, and I will do them. And then um, when we when we really start uh, ramping up, then we'll have more more to say. But definitely, um, if you're looking for something that that really is about blind people that is the model of inclusive um, organization of the blind um, then you need to come talk to us and uh, we would we would certainly love to talk to you so if you're out there listening in radio land and you know blind people um, definitely come give us a, a shout yeah so it's cfb.ca you can forward any questions there yeah, info at cfb.ca right now is the main um, email address, and anything that um, is Ontario-related gets passed by either the secretary or the president directly to me, so uh, that's probably your best bet right now is for any any requests for information or something is just to email cfb at, at info at cfb.ca. And we also have a Twitter account for our Outlook, our radio show, so if oh, good. you have any questions specific to... To what we've talked about today or the CFB in general, you can also tweet at um, Outlook CFB on Twitter. Yes, and um, there is a Facebook page, um, which I am one of the admins for, for the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Um, if you just type in Facebook Canadian Federation of the Blind, because uh, I'm not sure the actual um, address specifically, but um, I'm, I'm there and I get questions occasionally and um, some interest there people send messages so you can always do that social media is the thing these days uh, you know to get our message out um, we're trying to get better at that right Eric I am a <laughs> I'm a very curmudgeonly anti-social yeah. social networker I must say I hate the thing Ugh. I just I hate every system uh, that, that I've ever tried um, except for one <laughs> the, <laughs> the untapped beer social network Which, how, <laughs> does that, how does it help the CFB Always comes it doesn't help the CFB at all unless we actually do more stuff with home brewing in which case maybe it would one day but Ugh. yeah it's not a it's not a talent that it has immediate use case in, in CFB but um, you you know, I'll just rely on talented people like Carrie to forward me um, stuff <laughs> and that's, that comes from social and networks. And that's the point of the CFB is to have yeah. 
you know, we have how many in Ontario now? 22 members or something? Something like that, yeah. Like that, which, considering we've only been around a year, is great. But we want as, you know, our goal is to have as many blind people connected through the Federation as possible because we want to have that talent pool. And not everyone's going to be into working with the legal issues we're dealing with right now. Not everyone's going to be into the social media. But the more people you have involved, you find out everyone has something to offer. And the, the goal is to have that talent pool together and... Well, and you talk about the feeling that you get at NFB National Convention or, or any of the any of our type of conventions versus the feeling you get when you go to, you know, a convention for Braille or, or whatever that, you know, that some other agency is doing. Um, and one of the reasons why we grew so much is because we had a barbecue not to raise money, um, but just to get people out uh, because we're so spread out. It was just a way to get people together and uh, and actually meet face-to-face. And you know what? The feeling at that barbecue is what really exploded the CFB in Ontario. Um, when people came there and there were blind people serving uh, chips and snacks and running the coolers, there were blind people walking around making sure that everybody knew everybody else that were people we were all at the executive level uh trying to make sure that we met absolutely everybody um you know there the 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 level of connection that we had with people at that social is what brought so many people um and we will continue to do that and we'll just continue to get better and better and better at it so that's where we want to be and that's where we are and it does make does make a lot of difference when there's Blind people, like Eric mentioned, helping serve the food, bringing bringing around drinks or chips. Because when sighted, you know, when you go to a, a an event for blind people and sighted people are doing all of that stuff, it sort of feels like you're being taken care of, or you can't do this yourself if you don't see enough enough other people doing it to give you that mentorship and give you the idea that it's something you could you could do yourself. So well, and it's not that we don't appreciate sighted people. No, and exactly, and they were they were help is always great, right? and you need yeah. you need some vol- some volunteers sighted volunteers at the any of these conventions to kind of give you directions when you're in a strange big new hotel but it's all it's all about the approach and the way it's done that gives you sort of the feel of being more independent versus sort of being taken care of you know too much yeah, but our, our next social barbecue definitely will have even more involvement by mm. by blind people um it was one one thing we identified but but you know it's it it's a feeling that you get when you are yeah. surrounded by successful people who are blind, who are there for no other purpose but then to meet you and to help you be more successful. And um, people people understand that we care, and that's what we want to do. Great, and that's about time, but... Yeah, so very, um, as, mean, we, as we're as we pointing, pointing out here, highly recommended to attend a convention. There's going to be a CFB one in Vancouver next year. Yep, that's coming up in May, and we will be helping people get there as best we can. And then also the NFB convention in Las Vegas next year, which. Yep. But, but again, if we going. don't know you and what you're planning on bringing back from those conventions, we won't be sending you. So. Oh yeah, there is an application okay. process for these things yeah. to make sure that you have an explanation of why you want to go and what you think you're you could bring back. And after being myself, I can't imagine going and not feeling like once you get back, you need to do something to kind of keep that 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 mood going that you experience the convention. So. So. 
thanks Eric for coming and we'll definitely have you back in future there's going to be a lot more to talk about in the years to come thank Months you it's my pleasure yeah so we as I mentioned previously we have a podcast on SoundCloud soundcloud.com slash ketchup on pancakes so we actually post our podcast up there and we have a two part episode with Eric if you want more in detail discussion on the CFB and we will definitely have him again on a future show sometime next year if not before. Uh-huh. So, Thanks, Eric. Thank you. See you next time. <laughs>